Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Have you ever wondered how you get fulfillment and passion in your life? Today, I sit and have a conversation with John R. Miles, who is a former Navy officer, CEO of Dell, uh, CIO of Dell, excuse me. Um, and today is the leader of both the Passion Struck Project and podcast. And we sat down and have this really beautiful conversation about this idea of how you transform your life, even if you think your life is at the top. And recognizing if you're not honoring your own journey, your fulfillment, and that thing that calls you, what you need to do to create massive change in your life. And I appreciated this conversation because for me, it was looking at a, a retrospect of my life and thinking about all of the decisions that I've had to make to get to where I am today. And I want you to think about this as you head into this conversation. Where are you at in your life today? What do you want what do you feel passionate about? What are you drawn to? What is your gut and your heart telling you you should be doing with your time, your effort, your energy? And I want you to think about how you can take first steps to creating that life and to be and to have the willingness to look at and acknowledge and say, you know what, this is where I should head. 
So as I have this conversation with John, it's it's fascinating because he's a really interesting guy, and you'll you would never guess that he's going to say some of the things that he is going to say. And after getting to know him uh, over the last few months, I'm really fascinated by the way he thinks about the world. And I think you're going to get a tremendous amount of value from this episode. I'm very excited to share it with you. Also, be sure if you have not yet, check out book.thinkunbroken.com where you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, um, as well as check out more information about the upcoming men's group coaching program for men trauma survivors. And you can go to men.thinkunbroken.com for more information on that. So without further ado, my friends, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? I hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, John R. Miles, who is a leader in a global movement called Passion Struck. John, my friend, what is happening in your world today? Man, how are you doing? And thank you so much for having me on your amazing podcast. I'm ecstatic to be here. I'm excited to have you. You can see I'm already interrupting you because I can't wait to have this conversation. <laughs> I love your story. I love your journey. I love the conversations you and I have had in the past. We are very much on the same wavelength. And um, there's so many areas that I want to go in this conversation today. But before we dive in, can you tell a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, I am the CEO and founder of Passionstruck. Um, which is a company all focused on teaching people how to be intentional in their lives. Uh, the host of the Passion Struck podcast and a systems entrepreneur and an elite performance coach. And my trajectory for getting here started by attending the Naval Academy and then becoming a Naval officer uh, where I served in on a variety of different you know, military platforms from aircraft ships, submarines with special forces teams. And then I left there and became a big four consultant and then eventually found my way into the C-suite in Fortune 100 companies before becoming the CEO of four different companies before starting Passion Struck. Man, that is quite the journey. You know, and it's really interesting because I found myself in this trajectory of heading towards the military very young. Um, but unfortunately, after a knee injury, I couldn't pass MEPS. And I found myself like thinking like, 
what in the world am I supposed to do with my life now? And, and it was getting into business and entrepreneurship and working for fortune 10 companies and you know, that whole nine, and it really changed the trajectory of my life. What I'm curious about is, you know, if you rewind your life and look at what you're trying to do and build right now, where does that come from? Because I, I think natively intentionality is often required for creating the life that you want to have. Have you kind of fallen into life? Did you build your life? Like, how does one go? Because people are going to listen to this and already disconnect, John. They're going to go, man, this guy, he's too smart. He's too good. He's done all this stuff. I don't, I don't connect. But I'm going to guess that's probably not the truth and that you've had to put a tremendous amount of work into this. So talk to us about how you've actually been able to craft and build the life you have today. Yeah, so I have had to build everything that I have in life from scratch. Um, I was not given really any car, money, education, anything. I had to figure out all by myself um, and pave this course for where I'm at today. And, you know, I think a lot of it started with that decision to go to the Naval Academy and it weighed heavily on me because I, my dream uh, prior to doing that was always to go to the University of Michigan. But as I neared that decision, I didn't have any clue as to how I was going to pay for it. And on top of that, I felt a burning calling to serve others. And I felt that, you know, joining the military would be not only my way to do that, but my opportunity to really get honed in leadership which I knew would propel the rest of my career. So that was really the start of it. But I have to tell you, as I got further into my career, I started living this, I guess, maze that society creates for us, where we start seeing that the rewards in life come from things such as you know, recognition, awards, how much money we have, the house that we live in, the community we're around, these people who we think who, who are our friends because of what we have, not who we are. And I reached this point when I was at one of the pinnacles of, of my career um, in my dream job um, at Dell, where I just realized that all these things I had been building were projections of what others thought of me and at the same time, I was wearing what I call is, you know, a shroud disguising my authentic self and who I really was. And so, you know, like anything, I was feeling, you know, at that point, loneliness because there was no one I could talk to about this or I didn't feel like I could um, because I didn't want to let my guard down to others. I was feeling apathetic, you know, in some cases, numb. Um, and I had all these materialistic things, but none of it was bringing me fulfillment. And so for me, really the tipping point to really working on this was unfortunately a traumatic incident where I walked in on an assailant uh, in my house who was in the middle of a burglary, who as I went up the stairs to um, to go up to my bedroom, I rounded the corner and he was pointing a gun at me. And, you know, that moment and the weeks and months that followed it kind of unearthed all this trauma that I had had from childhood to combat trauma 
physical assault trauma and other things. And it really led me down this path to where my emotional system just became overwhelmed to the point that I basically hit rock bottom um, in anguish over all these things that were hitting me and not being able to cope with it. So at that point, you know, I, I decided, you know, the track that I was on was not the track I was destined for. And I started doing a ton of self-work to get myself out of that despair to where I'm at now. It's powerful. And, and I think that, you know, I've spent a lot of time over the years trying to find out if there's a way to mitigate the risk of the rock bottom to create massive change in someone's life. And unfortunately, it almost feels like all signs point to no. What I'm curious about is in that moment, you know, we're, we're all faced with a decision to make right here in front of you. Here's this experience. You've probably been in pre-contemplation about changing your life. You've probably even been contemplating it, like really sitting down and going, what is the thing that I need to do? And this moment comes to pass and you're faced with really crossing this chasm into, from where you are into what is next. And I believe wholeheartedly that there are people who will take that leap into what is next and there are people who will not. For a while, after multiple rock bottoms, I was the person who did not. And it wasn't until this very travesty of an event that I made a shift. What I'm curious about here, John, is in that moment, in the days and weeks after this event, and you're sitting here, you're looking at your life, you're in this place of measurement, of contemplation. Why did you decide to act? Because I think so often people get caught up in, they're like, well, I guess this is just my life and they're okay with that. But you made a choice, you made a decision. Why did you make that decision to say, you know what, I'm going to go figure this out? So I've been feeling a calling probably for almost a decade up into that point that God was calling me to do something different than what I was doing at that point in time. So when I took this position um, at Dell, I had been a senior executive at Lowe's before this. Um, it was an unpopular move for my family because we really liked living in North Carolina. And in many ways, I did it for some selfish reasons. Well, you know, God works in mysterious ways and he wanted my life to go in a different direction. And so you know, like things happen, he started at first hitting me over the head with the book. And what I mean by that is I arrive in Austin and I'm in a temporary apartment. And one of the first weekends I go home uh, to go visit the family, I get back and my entire apartment is flooded. Um, all my shoes, all the goods that were anywhere two to three feet up were all destroyed. Um, I get moved to another apartment and one day I'm sitting in the shower and all of a sudden I feel this biting sensation and realize as I look up that there are scorpions falling from the ceiling on top of me in the shower. And I had another incident of this um, a few months later after I was told by the rental company that uh, they had extinguished them. And in the middle of the night, I woke up 
to sharp biting sensations as scorpions were crawling over my body. I can't make this stuff up. Then my family gets there and my two kids' rooms are um, infiltrated by bed bugs. Then we buy our dream house, which was this gorgeous house just at the beginning of Hill Country overlooking Lake Austin. I mean, I couldn't describe how beautiful it was, but we decided that we wanted to knock out uh, this portion of the kitchen um, to enlarge it. And as we did it, we were dismayed to learn that the entire back half of the house and all throughout the kitchen going upstairs was termite infested to the point that it was going to cost us $200,000 to pull it out and insurance wouldn't cover it. You, you would have thought at that point, I would have learned my lesson. But, you know, I think it takes a while because you get into these situations where you're on this career trajectory, like I was on, you know, and I had this aspiration of, you know, upon completing my time at Dell as the CIO, you know, taking that to bigger and better places. And sometimes I think we so allow ourselves to be consumed by what we think inherently is the right thing to do instead of living our life in a way that the job that we're doing and our life become intertwined. And that you know, when you're doing this career, you know, you're trying to get to the next greatest thing in life, but are you really happy? You know, are you really fulfilled? And so for me, it was this inner calling that, you know, the sledgehammer, I think, was this physical assault, you know, and before that it was, you know, getting a divorce and all that unraveling. And I think in hindsight, if I would have made the decision to listen to whether you believe in God or the universe, that there was a bigger purpose in my life and that the steps I had been taken up until that point were necessary because they were preparing me for making the leap into what I'm doing now so that I could use that leadership. I could use that experience of scaling businesses, of leading people, of being able to publicly speak and do other things to take this calling that I was being given to go out and help people and to serve others and to do it. But when, you know, you've, you're getting the big paycheck and you're driving the nice car and everything else, it is very difficult at that point to see that and to leave it all behind and to take that huge risk that comes with it. Yeah. I mean, first off, holy shit. What a story, John. Um, but, but also, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking like, man, when the signs are there, if you are not paying attention, you're in trouble. And, and I think in the same way, the universe is always conspiring in your favor, right? You've probably heard this before. I also believe that in that conspiracy, like sometimes it's bad things or sometimes it's things that are unsettling because the universe is like, dude, I'm telling you, like, you don't want to listen. I'm going to keep smacking you in the face. And, and I think that you're spot on. And I, I believe that 
a tremendous amount of awareness is required in your life by paying attention to the little things. You know, when I was 25 years old, I'm making tremendous money working for this fortune 10 company, having no high school diploma or college education and being in that position. It's impractical. It's improbable. Right. But I'd figured out how to navigate it. And my life was a disaster. I wasn't looking at the signs. I was ignoring them. And the whole time I was feeling called like, go do this other thing, go be of service, go and show up in the world. And it wasn't until a rock bottom moment for myself that I started to see that transition. And I was seeking this word that I that you've used a couple of times that has held such an incredible catalyst in my journey. And that is fulfillment. And I think people because it's a word so thrown around right now, especially in spaces like ours, right? People are always like fulfillment, fulfillment, fulfillment. But I think that they don't ever really talk about what that means because you and I have felt that similar path. Like we got the nice house, the nice car, all the things, except we're miserable. Like what does fulfillment actually mean, John? And how does someone start heading towards fulfillment? So I'm a big reader of anything I can get my hands on, but I especially love a lot of the wisdom that Abraham Maslow shared, you know, Viktor Frankl and others about what it means to be self-actualized. And to me, when you are fulfilled, you are becoming everything that you are meant to be. And so what that means, and it's a, it's a big thing to think about is your life, your job, your relationships, your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health are all intertwined towards you doing things in service of something bigger than self, where you're intentional about your daily interactions and intentions to the point that everything that you're doing is pulling you towards this purpose that you feel burning inside of you, that you're willing to risk physical, mental, spiritual safety to go after. You know, that's to me what being passion struck is all about, which ultimately is being completely fulfilled in everything that you're doing. And it's through that fulfillment that you will have, you know, times where you will feel happiness. But to me, happiness is the wrong aspiration. Hmm. You know, happiness can be a temporary outcome that comes along the way, you know, when life throws good things at you. But to me, real fulfillment comes with this never ending desire to want to make positive change onto others and in yourself to live better, be better, and create impact in everything that you do. I feel like people get so stuck in this though. And the reason why I say that is because we're pulled in all these different directions, right? And to your point earlier in the similar experience, like we're in this corporate job, this feels like the thing I'm supposed to be doing, right? Air quotes. And it almost feels to me, I wanna come back to a word that you use, self-actualization. Um, that that's a word that I've used in my life time and again, that I believe is probably the only reason I'm sitting here talking to you today, 
because I kind of plotted out this idea of who I thought I could be. And I just started to try to move towards that. So how do you start to navigate a, what I will say, discovering who you are and be moving towards fulfillment when to some extent, John, and I, I'm not sure if you'll agree with this or not. We've never actually been allotted the space to even conceive that notion as plausible right? You grow up and school says, be this way. Military says, be this way. Career says, be this way. And then you're like, wait, but I want to be me. And you've never been allowed to be you before. So how do you start to tap into both fulfillment and self-actualization? We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. Well, I think we are being conditioned as a society to be in many ways, the opposite of our authentic self. And I think movies, you know, like your friend, Tom Billy, who loves the matrix, you know, you could pick and Inception, or a few others, what they're all showing is that we're living in this artificial bubble, so to speak, where we're being conditioned that we don't have control over the life we want to have and who we can become. And it's a false reality because we are complete. We are in complete control. And when you start realizing that and that it is your conscious efforts, I call them the transition points that we make in everyday life. And what I mean by a transition point is in the military, you know, you can think of this as, let's say we're on a mission to go take out a high value target. It's very easy to get consumed by that specific portion of the mission and to lose the transition point of the steps that you're taking to prepare for it, you know, your path to getting there and then your extraction route out of, out of that, you know, combat zone. And to me, it's during those transition points in our life that we get lackadaisical, we get lazy, we lose focus, we start, you know, making habitual choices instead of intentional ones. And I believe it is those transition points in life that really define us more than those big moments that happen. Because it's that everyday work that you put in, it's getting up and making the decisions that are leading you closer to who you want to be and what you want to achieve, as opposed to just letting this play out, you know, for you in your life and not being intentional about your actions. 
and with intentionality, and I agree with you entirely, how do you start to lay out that life though? Because I, I think people don't have a starting point. I'll say this about myself. I've always been like incredibly stubborn. When I make up my mind about something, it, you might as well consider it done. I'm going to figure it out some way or another. And, and I believe maybe that's inherently a part of who I am. That's probably from trauma, having to figure out stuff on my own, being homeless as a kid, the whole nine, right? But for people who maybe have sat in this place and they're like, I don't really understand how to take ownership over my life to build these intentional habits, to build these intentional movements in my life. Is there a jump off point for this? Like, is there a North star? Is there a step one? Like, I want to get to the crux of this because I want people to be able to take something from this conversation that they can add to their life today. And, and I think that the missing piece of the puzzle could be like the, what do I do now? Well, I don't think it's just one thing. So for me, I had to undergo a number of different transitions to get to where I'm at now. One of them was if you are a person who's experienced trauma, which you know, 55 to 60% of people probably listening to this podcast have gone through. You've got two choices. You can do what I did. Um, and part of this was forced upon me because, you know, when I was in the military, it carried such a stigma, you know, to go to a mental health person. And it could have caused me to lose, you know, my top secret plus security clearance that I had. So instead of dealing with these things earlier in my life, I kind of tried to bury them, you know, and that only goes so far before, you know, this inner, in some ways, hatred of yourself starts building up because you feel like you've got no one you can turn to, to talk to about it. Um, so one of the first steps that I took is I went through you know, con cognitive processing therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, prolonged exposure th therapy to rid myself of the stuck points that were holding me back. Because if you allow those stuck points to stay in your life, they're going to keep you stuck. You're not going to be able to, to get beyond them and you're not going to be able to see your superpower and what you're able to achieve. And so, you know, once I was able to get through those stuck points, it opened up for me this channeling of energy where I went back to doing yoga, to being mind mindful and how I was approaching my life, what was most important to me. And I really started to go down this path of, you know, what is my purpose? What, what is my superpower? And, you know, I think especially when you're in these corporate jobs, you're so busy, there's so much noise. It doesn't have to be just that. It could be a startup. It could be you're an, an artist. You could be an academic. It really doesn't matter. But if you just don't sit with yourself and get all the noise out, you don't really start understanding who you are and the gifts that you have. And so, you know, um, there are many people who say you can go back to, you know, what was your life like when you were, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. And what were you passionate about? For me, it was more, I found that I had this creative side of me that has always been there that I didn't really 
think was my superpower, but in everything that I did and achieved, it was always there. So when I learned to lean in on it and to realize that, you know, I could tell stories, I could both verbally and in written language express ideas, I started to latch onto that. And I think once you find what your superpower is, and I think Gary Vee does a good job of expressing this, is you've got to double down on those superpowers. Don't double down on your weaknesses, double down on your strengths. And once you figure out what that is and what that greater purpose is, it's just learning to take steps every single day and establishing new habits and behaviors that get you closer to it. And, you know, for me, one of the most important things um, that I started to do was I had always focused on physical health, but then I started coupling it with the importance of combining it with mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. And if you think about it before, maybe I was on a stool that had one leg, but by building my life around a stool that had multiple legs that were all in balance with each other, it has strengthened so much more, you know, my cognitive abilities, the performance I'm able to achieve, the clarity of thought that I have, and the intentionality in how I approach my life and those transition points that I take daily in it. Yeah, that's really powerful. And and in that comes a tremendous amount of clarity because I think until, and this is my experience too, being distracted by the world, drugs, cars, clothes, sex, whatever it is, it, it always felt I was so incredibly off kilter. And when I started, again, this one leg analogy, when I started to bring these other practices into my life, it really felt like I started to get this better understanding of who I was now. And I'll say this, like, I don't, I don't think yoga and journal and meditation is for everybody. I think ultimately you have to find the thing that works best for you, but I do think that you need some sort of practice in all these arenas and, and spirituality. Sometimes I think about this a lot. I'm not religious, but I do sit down and put things into the universe and I go, huh, I wonder if I put good energy into the world, if it'll be returned to me. I wonder if I show up today, if it'll be returned to me. And I, I think that so much of it is just the showing up part. And, and you talked about doubling down on your strengths. And I, I believe that inherently to an extent, we kind of know what that is and that'll pop up. You'll be like, oh, I love to be on stage or make art or talk on podcasts or whatever that thing is. And there is that crux, right? That little bit of you that says, don't do it, John. You better not, man. They're going to see you. And I think people get caught up in that. How do you, and I know because of your career and what you've done in the corporate world and now with passion struck, like you've become a person capable of facing fear. And I would love if you would talk about that and how you've been able to not only transition, because like I think about this, you had an identity of the person that you thought you were until you made a, a clear decision to become this other person. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's the way I think about it. How, how have you faced the fear of becoming the John that you are today? So I have a, a whole chapter in my upcoming book on this. Um, it, and it's called the physics of progress or the psychology of progress. And I, um, I wrote this chapter two years ago 
It's been submitted to my publisher now for over a year. And I recently heard uh, Tom Billy, you say the same thing. And I'm going to tell you what it's all about. So you can picture yourself and imagine this is before there are cell phones and you're driving down the road and all of a sudden your car has an issue. You've really got two choices at that point in time. You can sit there on the side of the road and try to wave someone down, or you can put the car in neutral and start pushing it to a position of safety. If you do the first approach, you're completely dependent on someone else helping you and helping you in a way that you don't know the outcome to which it's going to end. The second way, it may be much more difficult, but over time, you know, once you get that momentum going, you know, at first it might feel like you're in an uphill climb, but before you know it, it's going to feel like a flat road and then it's going to feel like a downhill ride. And I think confronting your fears are very similar to that analogy. When you're first looking over that chasm and you don't have a parachute, and you're taking that leap to confront them, it's scary as hell. But when you realize that time is malleable and that the more you start confronting those and stepping into your sharp edges and doing things every day that scare you, you grow and you continue to grow. And all of a sudden that chasm becomes smaller and smaller to the point that you see your ways that you can achieve it. And then you start looking at failure more as a friend than as a something that you need to be scared of. You start looking at it as a learning tool because I have become so much better through my failures that I've experienced in life and using those as powerful learning to tools than I have from any of the successes I've had because the success was achieved because I endured pain and self-doubt, criticism, rejection, and everything else to achieve it. And I think those things, they're going to come anyway, right? No, no matter how you operate in the world, you're going to have self-doubt. There are going to be people who criticize you. Those things are going to exist in the world. And, and I believe like you can be either crippled by those things or you can use, like, honestly, sometimes when people criticize me, I go, ah, yeah, they're probably right. You know what I mean? And I, I just take that as a learning opportunity. There's levels to it, of course. I mean, some people are just assholes, and that's fine. Um, but, but I think about it, like, realistically, there's, there's so much education to be had in the day-to-day -day moments of our existence, right? That's one of the biggest reasons why I do this show. I'm sitting here, like, real-time learning and saying, man, I just I don't know everything. And I think that's been such an important catalyst that has helped me face fear because I will simply look at the people who are just right in front of me and go, oh, wait a second. If if they can do it and I can learn from their lessons, maybe I can circumvent a lot of the chaos that will come along with trying to do it on my own, which as someone who likes to learn the hard way, that has helped me a lot over the course of the last decade of my life. John, what I'm curious about is as you look at what's next in your life, what does passion struck mean? How does that interplay into your future? And, and what do you want to tell the Unbroken Nation listeners about? Yeah, so t today, um, and I released my 100th episode of the podcast, which it's surreal that, that uh, I'm already there, but I 
did a whole episode on why I created PassionStruck. Um, so that is a, a great tool if they want to learn about the whole brand. But really what I found is that you have millions of people globally who are disengaged in their own life. Another term I like to use is we're underdogs in our own life. And people are broken, like your show, battered, beaten, bored, lonely, apathetic like I was, numb. And they feel like there is no hope because they can't see what their life can become. And that's exactly what Passion Struck was created to do, was to be a company that through education and entertainment can inform, describe, and educate people at scale how to live intentionally in pursuit of a no regrets life. And so we do that through the podcast. We do that through um, coming up the Passion Struck University, through you know coaching that we do, through consulting in companies, um, and in the future through additional programming that we will offer. Yeah, I, I love that. It's you're you're literally speaking like my words because I as I built Think Unbroken and as what is next is to come, it's very much the same thing. I mean, I, I think that we have to educate ourselves. We live in, especially if you live in America and and most let's keep it real, most most countries in the world you are just not given access to the information that can actually change your life. I mean, sure, you may learn math and science and some history, but like realistically in the practical day-to-day, that stuff doesn't exist. And so I, I have so much alignment and, and, uh, and, and pride for you for being willing to step into this arena because you know as well as I do, like it's difficult because self-improvement, personal development, personal growth, like becoming the person that you're capable of being, like it's possible, but you're going to have to put in work. And I think that if we just, that's why this show exists. If I think to myself, I can just give people a tool that I have learned that I have discovered. Cause I know this about myself. I'm, I'm not special. I don't know anything that anyone doesn't know. The only difference between me being successful and unsuccessful in my life is tapping into this idea that I will die with regrets if I don't move towards trying to build what I want to have. And, and I think you're spot on what, when, when I think about that, the one thing that comes to mind is, you know, to live with regrets is a life unlived. And so I, I fully support you and your mission. Before I ask you my last question, John, can you tell everyone where they can find out more about Passion Struck? So the, the easiest ways to get there, you can go to passionstruck.com. You can go to johnrmiles.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at John R. Miles, as is the Passion Struck podcast. You can check out the Passion Struck podcast, which is now ranked in the top uh, 0.1% of all podcasts on all podcast players. Um, and you can find me at LinkedIn on, at John Miles. Brilliant. And my last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? So there are a lot of ways you could probably approach this but to me being unbroken is to be someone who has grit who spends their time truly understanding themselves recognizes their faults and builds resilience to the events 
that come throughout life to the point that they learn the contributions that they're meant to make in society and will go through any hurdle that tries to break them to achieve that and impact society in a positive way. Beautifully said, my friend. John, thank you for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review rate and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.